digital world. Welcome back. Here we are once again. Time flies, honestly. I feel like I recorded an episode of this just yesterday. Apparently, it wasn't just yesterday. It was about three days ago. Amazing, right? Insane. How's everyone going out there? Hope everyone's doing remarkably well for the end of 2019 approaching up. Hope everyone's doing okay at work, at school, assignments, families, the whole shebang. I hope it's all treating you just splendidly. And I also hope that perhaps people have gone and seen Frozen 2. I tell you what, I still love that movie, specifically the soundtrack. My weekend has just been spent listening to the same songs over and over again. And let me tell you, it is a weekend well spent. I'm just loving it. I'm loving that movie. I hope everyone's gone to see it. I imagine most of you have because of the money that this movie is raking in. So check back here three to seven years from now because I'm sure there'll be a Frozen 3. Whether we need one or not is another matter entirely, but if all's going well, your boy from Spliced In Later will be here to give you his take on Frozen 3. But for now, to sum up Frozen 2, good. Very, very good. But here we are, we're back again for episode 10, the big one zero. Only after this, another 90 episodes to get to episode 100. So, you know, we're getting there. Flying by. Who knows what episode 100 will be about. Probably a movie, if I had to put a bet on it. But as promised, I'm here to talk about streaming services. Now, I don't want to just talk about streaming services because this is going to take an interesting turn, I think, in how I'm going to register my opinion of streaming services. Spoiler alert, it's not going to be very positive. As I say, I like to not to be too negative here on this channel either. So we'll look at the pros and cons. We'll see what I like and what I don't like. I might jump around a lot. It's honestly hard to say. My note points for today's episode simply say, good, eh, bad, yes. So we'll see how we go forward. But I don't want to just jump in and go streaming services, blah, 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 blah. So to prove to you that I am, in fact, using these streaming services, I thought, why don't I give you a quick review of something that is available on streaming services so if you are using them, there's something that you can check out for yourselves. As we all know, in the last couple of weeks, Disney, the great empire known as Disney with Emperor Mickey Mouse, has released their own streaming service, Disney+. Plus. Original content for Disney+, Plus is limited at best at the moment, but they have started with a TV show called The Mandalorian. It is a show that is releasing episodes on a weekly basis. So it premiered back in end of October, I believe? No, no, of course not. November, because that's when Disney Plus launched worldwide. And it's December now. Oh my god, I thought it was still November. Or at least the back half. It's I'm losing my mind at the moment. I'm not 100% sure it's even 2019 still. We're about halfway through The Mandalorian. Four episodes of the scheduled eight have been released. So I thought I'd give you a quick opinion in my personal beliefs about The Mandalorian and whether it's worth your time. Now, if you're unfamiliar with The Mandalorian as a character or a concept, or if you've never heard what the word Mandalorian is or means, I'm pretty sure most of you, though, will be familiar with this little thing called Star Wars. It's pretty big at the moment. It's been around for a while. And to anyone out there who's 
doing that thing where they go, I don't know what Star Wars is. I don't pay attention. I don't even know anything about it. Look, I hear you. Star Wars isn't for everyone. And the obsessiveness that can be out there in the world from Star Wars fans is a bit overwhelming. But at the same time, please, please, please don't sit there and pretend that you are unfamiliar with Star Wars as a concept. Because I guarantee you it is impossible to exist in this world today without knowing Darth Vader, lightsabers, the Force, starship battles, little Yoda man, the whole shebang. They're everywhere. You go to the shops and you can buy plush toys. You go to the video game store, there's new video games. There's posters, there's t-shirts, there's coffee mugs. Star Wars is just everywhere. So let's let's skip the bit where some of us pretend that they have no clue what Star Wars is. Having said that, I'm not going to get too deep into Star Wars as a concept and what it is. As we all know, the new Star Wars film, Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker, is coming in the next couple of weeks. Spliced in later has secured a ticket to the midnight release. And when I say Spliced in later has acquired a ticket, it wasn't given to me personally. I went and bought one like any normal person out there. So when I do see that, I'll try and have a nap in between because I'm nearing 30. Midnight releases are not my jam anymore. I would rather be asleep. But at the same time, I also have this terrible need to see something as soon as possible. So this year I did say to myself, no more midnight releases. But at the moment, Rise of Skywalker tickets went on sale. Guess what your boy did? That's right, he bought it. And then went and guilted a few of his friends into coming to see it with him. So we can all be tired together. Before I go and see that movie, it will be on a Thursday most likely. So the Tuesday before for my standard episode. I'm going to take a look back at The Last Jedi. Reviewing that, a look at Star Wars, Disney acquiring Star Wars. What it means for Star Wars as a whole. Is it good? Is it bad? And most importantly, how are we as a fan base for Star Wars, dealing with all this new content and new stories and the poor people involved with making these movies. It's going to be a whole thing. And once again, I'm going to have some strong opinions on it. That should be a good episode, I think. Check in for that one. It'll be a good Star Wars week. Starting off with The Last Jedi and ending with The Rise of Skywalker. So tune in for a couple weeks for that one. A brief overview of The Mandalorian. It is simply a show set in the Star Wars world about a character simply known as the Mandalorian. He is a bounty hunter, traveling space, hunting down targets and acquiring money. He is an enigmatic, mysterious figure, all dressed up in an armor, wearing a helmet. You never see his face, or at least you haven't seen his face in the first couple of episodes I've seen. And through a series of events and circumstances, he finds himself caught up in a situation that requires him to go out of his comfort zone, that strike with his honorableness and his moral beliefs, encounters some rogues, some aliens, travels the Star Wars world, and gets into all sorts of trouble. That's all I'll really say because it's only been four episodes. What I will say is quite good about these episodes is John Favreau, who you might know as Happy Hogan from the MCU, but also a great director. He has directed some good stuff, the original Iron Man movie, Cowboys and Aliens, the live-action Jungle Book and The Lion King. He knows what he's doing when it comes to shooting these movies, and it's really come across in the TV as well. And most importantly, he seems to know that it's okay if an episode is short and it doesn't take up the time it normally would to tell a story. 
As you know, watching normal television, an hour-long episode requires you to fill that hour mark. One benefit of the streaming services is if your episode wants to be a certain amount of length, that's up to you to do that. But most streaming services overcompensate. They'll take an episode that could be 40 minutes and they'll stretch it to 56, simply because they can. The Mandalorian is a welcome relief. If an episode only takes 31 minutes, that's how long the episode's going to be. No extra padding, no stalling and filler episodes, filler stories to try and drag out the, the telling of the tale. Four episodes in, I think it only adds up to about an hour and 20 minutes. But, and here is my overall opinion of The Mandalorian, it is a very expertly told TV show and I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Not just as a Star Wars fan, but as a as an enjoyer of TV as a whole. Mandalorian's main appeal is its main character, played by Pedro Pascal. You might be familiar with Mr. Pascal, he played Oberyn Martell on Game of Thrones. He plays the character of the Mandalorian with a certain level of humanity and charm, which is made even more compelling by the fact that he is constantly hidden behind the helmet. In the famous words of LeVar Burton from Star Trek The Next Generation, who played Geordie LaForge, who wore a visor over his eyes, it is extremely hard to act with your face if certain parts of your face are hidden. In his case, because you couldn't see his eyes, it required him to be a lot better at emoting emotion from his face because a lot of what you're feeling can be told through your eyes. Well, imagine taking that visor and putting a whole damn helmet on your head. We have to believe what the Mandalorian is feeling without seeing his face once, and it's a credit to Pedro Pascal's portrayal of this character that I always know what he's feeling due to his emotion of his voice, his body language, even his subtle ticks of his head, that sort of thing. It is wonderful. I'm really enjoying Pedro Pascal's performance. Well done, sir. Another thing that I'm really enjoying is how Star Wars has translated to the TV screen. Star Wars normally pops in the cinema because of the space visuals. It looks incredible. And I always was a little concerned that taking that to a TV setting, you'd lose a lot of that charm just because you wouldn't have the budget, the money to portray these visuals. Well, they must be pouring a bucket load of money into The Mandalorian because it looks... Incredible. It looks like I'm watching a movie half the time. The space visuals are incredible. The blaster shots, the explosions, the aliens. Looks good. So if this is the way things are for Star Wars as a TV show, I would honestly recommend that once The Rise of Skywalker hits at the end of this year, that Star Wars future is probably the most brightest as TV show, if they're up to the standard of The Mandalorian. They are able to explore the Star Wars universe in a world that is not limited, unlike the movies. The movies like to play it safe by sticking to those core characters and story of Jedi, Rebels, Empire. The Mandalorian, that's a backdrop, it's certainly there, but none of that has come into play so far in the story, and it's, it's very enjoyable. There is just one downside to The Mandalorian, and that's going to lead into my whole point with streaming services and how I'm not a big fan. So I will quickly say that The Mandalorian is a solid 8 out of 10 for me. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I can't wait to see where the TV show goes. I can't get too much into the plot, obviously, because I want people to go and watch it for themselves. And that's the thing. I want people to go and watch it for themselves. But if you don't want to because of the whole streaming service debacle, I understand completely. If this were free to air, absolutely. If this were available on DVD, I would say go out and buy it. I don't know if it will ever be available on DVD. 
I think it might be because if there's one thing Disney seems to enjoy recently, it's money. So we'll see. Hold out. Wait for that Mandalorian DVD. Add it to your collection. But yes, how as much as I'm enjoying the Mandalorian, what I'm not enjoying is Disney Plus and streaming services as a whole. Let's go back in time. The one streaming service that I will advocate for just slightly is Netflix. Now, as I've mentioned previously, I have several DVDs, too many to count. Some would say I've wasted my money. To those people, I would say, leave me alone. But I never really needed Netflix because everything that was on there, for the most part, I did own. But eventually, the MCU took advantage of the streaming services and they started launching their Marvel original content on Netflix. So I umdenied about it, but then I did see that Netflix allows you a 30-day free trial. So I signed up and was able to get the whole first season of Daredevil at a drop of a hat, and I loved it so much. It was great. It was worth the money I had not paid, the money I theoretically could have paid for Daredevil, to a point where when more Marvel series were being dropped on Netflix... While I didn't always keep my Netflix subscription consistently up to date, I would always go back in and reconnect and pay the $12 to $14 that was required to watch that series. And for the most part, it was a good relationship that we had that would go on on there. But then, like most people, most things, most good things must come to an end when people saw how successful Netflix was going. Of course, every company, every studio has to get on that wagon. So now, in the years since we've had Netflix, we've also got Disney+, Plus, HBO Max, Hulu, Stan, Freeform, Apple TV, and each one of these streaming services requires you to pay a certain amount of money to watch their content. At the suffering of Netflix itself, who originally had such a strong, varied content that you could access on there, now they've got basically nothing. All the Disney stuff's been yanked off there and put to Disney+. Plus. HBO shows off to HBO now. The Office, which I believe was a staple of Netflix. People loved that The Office was available to them. Also, I believe that's getting removed and going somewhere, possibly to NBC's streaming service. All the free-to-air TV channels like CBS, they've got their own streaming services. Even DC, the comics, have got their own streaming service, DC Universe which are relying on people to come and watch all their Superman, Batman TV shows. And of course, the benefits for each of these streaming services is just a little bit less than what Netflix had for you. Netflix allowed you a 30-day free trial to decide if you wanted to subscribe to their content. Disney Plus allows you seven days before you have to start paying up. Netflix would drop an entire season in one weekend. So yeah, you're paying for this streaming service every month, but you're getting consistently high quality of new content every month or so. Disney Plus and DC Universe will drop one episode of a new season every week, like a standard show, which means for one month subscription, you might only get two or three new episodes of a show that you're watching. When you add that all up, it would be cheaper to wait and just buy it all on a DVD if the DVD were for sale. There are so many streaming services out there at this point that it's almost like we have got Foxtel, but we are paying the same amount of Foxtel for each separate channel. And we just don't have that money for that content that's out there. All these corporations are going, yes, yeah, subscribe to us because we've got what you want. 
desperate to receive money from us at the expense of the consumer. I love Disney as content. A couple years ago, I went to Disneyland, I stayed on the Disneyland Resort, and it was one of the greatest holidays of my life. I love Disney animated movies, as you just heard from my gushing of Frozen 2. Disney allowing us to have Marvel content both in the movies and TV shows is great. I'm glad that they're making all that stuff for us. But at the same time, it makes me sad to support Disney because as a corporation, it's all about how much money they can make. I had a friend who worked in a movie theater once. He used to tell me tales of when the Star Wars movies would be sent to movie theaters before they were officially released. And they would literally be sealed. There would be a code on these things that the movie cinema people could not open until about half an hour before the movie is supposed to hit its first screening for the public. As a movie theater, you kind of want to check to make sure that it works before screening it to the public, but they're just physically not able to do that because Disney doesn't want anybody seeing their movie for free, even if it is just one person fast-forwarding through it just to make sure there's no glitches or hiccups. Even as I put this out there, I'm a little worried because I've seen other YouTube channels talk about Disney, reference Disney products, and within a couple of days, there's a copyright issue or there's something that's pissed off Disney, those videos are gone. So you can guarantee that the word Disney will not come up in any of my descriptions for this episode. It's Mandalorian and streaming services, and I'm hoping that the, the, the powers that be don't figure it out. It's not that hard to figure out with Mandalorian and streaming services put together. But fingers crossed. Here's hoping in a week from now you can still listen to this episode. What's truly sad about streaming services and how many of them out there now is how the public is actually being used by these corporations that have all these streaming services because they know that people are going to pay whatever money they ask for for their content. There's also such a thing as content overload. I've been reading up on this recently. It's something I suffer from sometimes too just because I like so many different movie franchises and TV shows. Content overload being that because there is so much out there, you physically cannot make a choice because your brain is just overwhelmed. So you subscribe to all these different streaming services and you can't decide which one to watch because each one is competing against the other to have the content that you want to watch. From what I hear, it was bad enough when it was just Netflix. I know people who would scroll down Netflix for hours looking for something to watch. What they would actually do is add something they want to watch to their list so they could watch it at a later date. That list keeps building up, but nothing's actually being watched. After about an hour, you go, cool, that's a good amount of things I could have watched, but instead I'll save till later. So as you can probably tell right now, I'm not a big fan of streaming services. Not so much the idea. I don't mind that they existed. I don't like that there are so many of them now, and they cost so much money, and they're all competing against each other. So my last little bit for this episode, and I know a lot of people, they're not going to agree with me on this one. I know people who absolutely are going to disagree with what I'm going to say here, and have had arguments with me in the past about this sort of thing. But as we go into the future, and there are more and more streaming services, and more and more things that require you to pay money, and when I say pay money, I mean hemorrhage money into seven different accounts. I really want to advocate the benefits of acquisition of hard copy material. In this case, DVDs. Or if not DVDs, Blu-ray, 4K, whatever they are right now. 
but simply having your favorite things as a hard copy that you can then decide to watch or not watch at your own leisure. I want to tell you the story of the movie Air Force One. Not too long ago, a friend of mine told me that they had wanted to watch Air Force One. You should all be familiar with Air Force One, but if you're not, quick rundown it is Harrison Ford is a president and he's on Air Force One and terrorists attack and he's got to fight them off because he's Harrison Ford after all. A classic 90s to 2000s action movie and I highly recommend it. He just had a craving. He just wanted to watch Air Force One. Air Force One was not available on Netflix. It had been for a little while, but to the decision of the higher powers that run Netflix, they decide what is available on Netflix and what isn't. And that's another thing that's terrible about streaming services, is you're paying for something that consistently may have what you want for a little bit, but then not again. I don't want to pay $20 for a box of ice creams, but then every four days or so, someone goes in and changes those ice creams in there, and I've just got to be happy with what's in there. The concept is essentially the same. Now, if I had wanted to watch Air Force One, I can just turn around, pick up Air Force One from my DVD collection, pop it in, and watch it. And the time it takes me to do that and watch the film, out there, this friend of mine maybe might find Air Force One on one of the many streaming services. Or maybe they would have got so desperate they would have had to illegally download it offline. And even then, it's a poor, ripped quality content from some movie theater or a burnt DVD that sound isn't just quite right. I'm not saying you need to go out and buy every single DVD that's out there. I'm not saying you should collect every single franchise and all that. I do, but that's my own personal demon, and that's something I have to live with. What I'm advocating is if you have something that's your absolute favorite thing, whether it's the Marvel movies, the Star Wars movies, the Office TV series, the Pixar movies, if you physically own these movies, these TV shows, you are the one who decides when to watch them or not. Furthermore, you pay to buy them, and you do not have to keep paying to watch them. You don't have to keep paying to maybe watch them. You don't go to your DVD one day and open it up, and someone's taken out the disc for Air Force One and put in Barney the Dinosaur, because that's just what they've got for that month. Now, a lot of people are disagreeing with me. I probably can hear it. I can feel it over the airwaves. DVDs, a dying art form. Why would you own all this stuff when there's so much content out there? You can get it online. That's true. But again... Do you want to pay that money on the off chance that you can watch your favourite shows? I will continue to keep buying DVDs of my favourite stuff. And I am happy in the idea that I can watch them whatever I want. And for anyone else that tells you that a DVD only has a 12-year lifespan, a friend of mine, when I told them that, was very upset that someone had said that to me and did confirm that DVDs may have a lifespan of 100 to 200 years. I don't know where the information comes from because we haven't had DVDs for 100, 200 years, but it is a huge relief to have somebody support you in that manner rather than take the time to tell you that something you're invested in is a waste of money and time. So wrapping it up, my main point that I want to advocate here is not to get sucked in to the streaming service issue. But if you are going to get sucked into the streaming service issue, really have a think about which one you want the most. Have a look and see what each streaming service's content is, what their consistency of that content is, and then decide if you want to pay the money to subscribe to it. The Mandalorian is great, but once that show is over, my Disney Plus subscription 
will be cancelled. And I don't see myself going back to that. It's not worth the money I'm paying just to watch one episode of a show every week. Furthermore, I'm not relying on a streaming service to always have something that I want to watch when they can make it come and go as easily as they please. Disney Plus has the Marvel movies. doesn't have all of them. I'm sure things will change in the future, but why would you want to watch Avengers Infinity War and not be able to watch Avengers Endgame, literally a two-part movie? Why would you only upload one of those movies to get people to subscribe and then keep that subscription going so when the next one goes around, maybe, just maybe, Endgame will be up? It's not cool for the public. It is not fair to the consumer. Everybody should be able to watch whatever, whenever. I saw that on a poster somewhere. That sounds pretty good. I'm pretty sure that's from the late 80s, early 90s, and it's probably an advocation for the video cassette. You know, watch whatever, whenever. That's something I can get behind of, and that's why I keep buying DVDs. That's it. I'm going to wrap that up there. I'm hoping that people understand where I'm coming from and don't think I'm preaching too much. I get it. Who is this guy that's saying streaming services suck? Who's this person that's calling out corporations? Who's this person having a whinge on the air? This is a person that loves film and TV and wants everybody everywhere to experience what they can without paying out the ass for it. I want everyone out there to be able to watch what they want when they want. I don't want corporations to profit from basically you just wanting to have a good time and watch your favorite shows. Disney Plus, if you're listening, thanks for The Mandalorian. But catch you later. HBO Now, Apple, DC, CBS. Cheers, guys, but no thank you. I'll pop on a DVD. Probably Planet of the Apes. And I can do that because it's available to me. Not because a streaming service decides, yes, that's what you can have for this month. Now, next week, hopefully, I will bring you the same standard episode that I want to. A little sneak peek into Spliced in Later's personal life. He is about to go on an overseas trip. It's not a very long trip. He's only going away for a week. He should also stop referring to himself in the third person. I am going away to Bali, which should be fun. I get back on the same day that I would be normally releasing an episode. Unfortunately, by the time I get back into the country, it's going to be very late at night. I hope that I have the willpower to bring you an episode, but if not, I will bring it to you the very next day or the day after. So there will be an episode coming around the usual time frame. Having a look at Terminator Genesis, but specifically Terminator Genesis because of its trailer. And we're going to have a real look at trailers these days, their production value, and specifically why they suck sometimes. Why they feel the need to to spoil movies or to give away the plot of a movie just to get you to see that movie. Terminator Genesis is a prime example of that. I'm excited to bring you this episode, which is why it may be a little later than normal. I'm not sure how great the episode will be if I'm half asleep and wanting to die. So we'll see. We'll see how we go. Thank you all for listening as always. I appreciate it. Thank you for letting me whinge and complain. But I hope you got something out of it. And I hope maybe you're interested to see The Mandalorian, but only at the expense of whether you want to pay money for it or not. You've been spliced in later. Adios muchachos. I'll catch you next time.